right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. Hope that we've all had a lovely day. This episode was a whole lot of fun. Had Jeff Millis here in the barn. He was the head basketball coach at Westville High School for many years. Had an extremely successful run there. And uh, he also, I, I as a player, I played against his teams when he coached. And when I got a little bit older and coached some, we coached against each other. Uh, he also, we have a kind of a connection through uh, Alan Greenlee. I'm dropping names, but uh, Alan Greenlee was his assistant for 16 years, and he was a very close family friend um, when I was growing up. So through that kind of mutual friendship, my dad and Coach Millis uh, got to be pretty good friends as well, which is great, but... We're kind of rivals as well. So uh, Coach Millis being in Westville and me being here uh, in Crispin. So we had a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We talk about his uh, history, his coaching history, uh, where he got started, what led to him going to Westville. We talked about his coaching style and what led to that. We talk about uh, refs. <laughs> we talk about uh, his, you know, some of his uh, favorite wins. Least favorite loss, we talk about people that, you know, like other coaches that he learned from, things like that, what led to his unique coaching style. Um, I drew him a little bit on how many T's he got, which was kind of fun. But um, And then we tell lots of stories about Alan Greenlee. Yes, we're I'm, I'm dropping names, but it's fine. And we tell a lot of stories about my dad as well. Uh, there were a lot of good ones. So um, things that I haven't heard, but yeah. So stick around uh, for the whole... Uh, the whole episode because uh, the last 10, 15 minutes or so, it kind of gets into story time and it's a lot of fun. But, and we also tell stories about when he was coaching against me, how he, he, how he tried to stop me as a player and all that good stuff. So it was a lot of fun. I'm really glad he came in. Um, he's a coach that, uh, is, uh, he's again, he's, he's had an excellent career and everything like that. But I feel like, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's misunderstood, but I'd say that, you know, I, I just wanted to get him in because I know he's a great guy and he's and he's had a hell of a coaching career. So, a lot of fun. Glad he came in. Uh, a lot of great stories. Listened to the whole thing the whole way through. It was a lot of fun. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Coach Millis, for coming in. And welcome to the Heath Barn. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. This is a very special episode. We have, I was going to ask you, is this the first time you have voluntarily driven into Christman before? But it's uh, it's Jeff Millis. He was the, uh, i known him forever, but he was the coach at uh, Westville High School for a very, very long time and very, very successful. So I um, thought I'd have him on and thank you for being here. I'm very glad to be here, John. I'd have been a hell of a lot more successful if we hadn't played Christmas. So many uh, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, we can get into some of that, but um, yeah, I just thought you'd be fun to have in because we've kind of. I mean, I um, I'm trying to think here. I mean, I obviously I knew you um, through playing and stuff. Then coached against you, but I don't want to get into my coaching about anything. Let's talk about yours. But played against played against you when you were coaching and then coached against you, but also, um, um, you knew my dad through and we'll get into, I'll go right back into the coaching, but did you meet him through, um, Mr. Greenlee or did you know him before or how long did you know him or, or how did all that work? Let's just say I knew of your dad, (laughs) but I didn't really know him well until, uh, Coach Greenlee started coaching with me at Westville. Gotcha. And then I got to know him very well and uh, had a tremendous amount of fun with him, playing <laughs> golf and many other things. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and I've told you before, but there was always the running joke that Greenlee would always tell me, 
It's funny because we just started this like two minutes ago. I was like, oh, wait, try not to name names. So I'm just going right in. On hit with him, though, I feel like it's uh, fine. Hell, talking yeah. about Greenland. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's an exception. But, um, you know, I told you it was always the running joke that he was. He would always tell me he was my real dad. Well, it, that's what when yeah. you would you would do something that your dad didn't think was the right play or something. He'd tell me afterwards. He said, has to be Greenleaf. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember, too, um, we... Uh, Mr. White, uh, Stan White, who, and I, we've talked about him on here before because I had Courtney Porter on and my sister. They talked about their Shiloh teams, you know. When, oh, yeah. They were tough. Yeah. But um, Stan White was their coach. And I remember, like, I, my first coaching gig was junior high at Shiloh. And I was young. I was like 20, I don't know, probably 23 or so. And uh, the first game was that night. And Stan White said something to my dad, like, well, we're going to find out tonight, you know, like, who's, <laughs> who's dad it is. And, like, and, uh, <laughs> I guess like the, it was close game, like the eighth grade game. And I was like on all fours, like scream, like screaming and Mr. White, like hit dad's like, I think we, I think we know <laughs> it's Greenlee, Greenlee's the dad. Cause he was, uh, he'd get a little fired up during games. I but, remember Stan back when he was a junior high coach at Catlin. Really? Yeah. Junior high coach. And then I believe he moved on down to Shiloh. Gotcha. For a while. Yeah. And Stan was a, was a very good coach. Yeah. He was uh, he was really nice too. Cause I mean, like I remember being at Shiloh and Mom taught first grade, so I'd always be like running around after school while she was grading papers. And he'd, uh, I remember when I was little, he'd take me out to the track and like time me running laps and stuff. And you know, he was always real, yeah, just real nice, real good guy. But speaking of the track, if it's okay, if I, yeah. I jump in here, I've got to tell a story about the track. Yes, if that's okay. And I'm talking about the horse track now. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Alan and I, Alan Greenley, mm-hmm. we were playing golf in Covington. Now, your dad was not with us this time, but Alan had a bag phone way, way back before cell phones. They had these old bag phones. Oh, yeah. He had one in that Trans Am that he used to run around <laughs> Yeah, in. yeah. And we're coming home from Covington, and I'm following him. And all of a sudden, he turns off on Lynch Road, rolls his window down, puts his hand out the window, motioning me to follow him. Yeah. So, like, not being very smart, I followed him, and we ended up at the OTB. Yeah. And your dad had gotten hold of him yeah. on the bag phone and told him, <laughs> you need to bet this horse in this race. I'm telling you, it's going to win. Mm-hmm. So we get in there, and Alan says, give me all the money you have. Give me all the money you got in your wallet, <laughs> which this has been 30 years ago. <clears throat> yeah. We didn't, I didn't have a lot of money, maybe 50 or 60 bucks at that time, which yeah. for me, it was a lot of money then. and I gave it to him like a fool, and we watched that race. That horse came in dead last. <laughs> and you can imagine, you can imagine the cuss words flying. Out. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, we we um, oh my gosh, he would always go with us because you know we always had race horses, and um, Greenlee always would. We'd go to like Quad City Downs, um, and Moline, and like uh, Stormbound. If you ever ask next time you see Greenlee asking about Stormbound because he was a really good horse and he would go and um I mean hell there's a couple pictures uh and he's in them you know like the winter circle you know <laughs> he's in the, there was but I remember too he used to um, uh we would go with another family and he would go and he would always that Quad City Downs or wherever we would eat they'd have these like green peppers like uh and he always told me they were hog balls. <laughs> he always told me they were hog balls. <laughs> no and I was like eight years, you know, whatever. I was about the age of my son. You just met in there. But he's like, he's like, oh, eat those hog balls, you know. And it was always like, and dad would always be like, shut up, you know. But it was that. It was like that all the time. But he, I remember he hit one. You have to ask him. But Stormbound won a race one time at Quad City Downs. And uh, Greenlee hit it and hit it good. Like one, a nice little chunk. And I remember him, I remember that being a big uh celebration and things but yeah he was always into the horse races and everything well that that day ended my my day of betting on horses <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it was i i wish yeah i i miss that i mean i try to take stevie like the fair once a year to watch him but man i used to love going to the, going to the races and everything but um okay i was going to ask you because i think i know some of this stuff but a little bit about your history did you okay so you uh like, where'd you grow up and where'd you graduate from school, high school, and all that kind of stuff? You went to Potomac, I believe, Yeah, I, right? I grew up in Potomac. Yeah. All 
all 12 years. And uh, then I went back and actually coached there for five years Yeah. before I went to Westville. Uh, and, you know, we, we took uh, – Greenlee and I always like to laugh because uh, we think – we could be wrong on this, but uh, when I was coaching at Potomac – Chrisman beat us so bad one night, and uh, they beat Allen just a little worse than they did my team. Yeah. And uh, he talks about how he was crying in the locker room after the game, and I said, <laughs> well, I didn't cry, but yeah. I certainly got beat. And, you know, we played Chrisman when I was in high school, and we never had we never had any success against him. And kind of a, a funny little side note here, obviously uh, Coach Beals' son Jeff was a yeah. He's an outstanding player. <clears throat> yeah. We're up at uh Potomac playing him one night. I I'm or how how uh a, a, age wise how he was a junior when I was a senior. Gotcha. It okay. was nineteen seventy eight and I I was given the task to guard him. Yeah. Which was silly because I couldn't guard him. Yeah. If I got up on him, he went by me, and if I got off of him, he stopped and shot. Mm-hmm. Of course the coach is all over my butt, and I'm thinking to myself we need to do something different. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. can't guard him. Yeah. And uh, he stole the ball from me late in the game up at Potomac. And being an idiot in high school and already frustrated and mad, I fouled him very hard going for the layup. And it was not a, not a good clean foul. It was right. wrong on my part. And uh, Coach Beals jumped up off that bench and started, number four, number four. Oh, my. He was yeah. not happy. And I don't blame him. I, wouldn't have, yeah. I would not yeah. have been yeah. happy either. And what becomes funnier about this is uh, – I graduate from college four years later, and I get the job at Potomac High School. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of every school year, the East Central Conference would have a dinner outing, golf outing, dinner where you'd sit down and uh-huh. and eat. And it's at uh, the Elks Club in Danville, which is now Turtle Run. Yeah. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. I sit down to eat dinner, and Roger sits right down next to me <laughs> yeah and i was i was a little scared to be honest yeah, with you yeah but <laughs> well uh it's funny when you look at those uh how much things have changed over the years too because you had potomac you had armstrong you had all these you had ridge farm you had a, like there's not there's not one of them that's not co-op with somebody else except right. i mean um chrisman hasn't gone with anybody but i mean West, Westville West, never co-opted. Yeah, Westville didn't either. But um, when you look at some of the teams they were playing back then, you know, it was just a way different time. But I remember, uh, see, I had uh, Vince Porter on a couple weeks ago, and 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 this is kind of he. There is Dad and Roger ran around when they were young and stuff, and uh, Roger was at Young America, which is basically Shiloh, right? And you know, and and Dad kind of. I believe it was Metcalf and Hume. Right, yeah, America. yeah. yeah. Dad kind of got him. I mean, he didn't get him over here, but he's kind of was kind of, uh, I don't know, whatever it was. Vince said something about, well, your dad kind of helped get Roger over here, blah, blah. When I don't know how much of that is true or whatever, but I know that they were they ran around a lot when they were younger and everything. But uh, Jeff was the one that, uh, when I was playing, that – that it sucks because like I always I don't know I always thought that like when he got older he'd be somebody I'd be could do something like this with you know you know and then he got sick and everything but right. yeah but he was always when I uh, he just I'd get in his car and he'd just take me wherever to go play ball just go play ball like wherever it doesn't matter where it was if I you know I just was kind of a gym rat you know and he'd just take me and he was close with dad but at the same time it never never carried over into coaching i was just like any other kids you know he didn't care he'd get on my ass obviously yeah. like like everybody you know but uh he did a lot for me you know growing up and everything i said that same thing a couple pods ago to events i was like in junior high we weren't very good and it was like uh he just said something that stuck with me like it's simple but it was like you know you got to put time in on your own you can't just come to practice during basketball season expect to be worth a sh-. you know you got to like practice on your own and that really like kind of hit me you know and then I was hell. Then I I just wanted to shoot every day and everything like that. But it's like you know sometimes coaches say things that kind of stick in your brain and you and uh, yeah. So Jeff was a good. He was uh, yeah. He was he was uh, he meant a lot to me playing and stuff like that growing up. But um, did uh, okay now with you 
um, coaching at uh, Potomac for five years. Okay, your I'm trying to think if I want to say this. Your style was it always going to? Who uh, who uh, was there anybody growing up that you kind of looked at as a coach and wanted to kind of emulate them, or was there anything? Um, or did that come from like you were talking about your dad, like inside stuff like that? Like as far as discipline, tough, hard nose, made a man, all that good stuff. Was it always going to be like that? Was that something you no, picked um, up on later, or was it just like yeah, a- it kind of came later at, at Potomac? You know, I'm 22 years old, yeah, and I'm kind of thrown just into trying the to head figure coaching out coaching job yeah. because, quite frankly, nobody <laughs> wanted it. The interesting story on that was. Uh, the job actually came open a day after uh, school had even started, and there were two of us that had interviewed for the job, a gentleman by the name of John Harshbarger, who yeah. ended up coaching some basketball at BMET, and he played double-A uh, baseball in the court Cardinals organization. Oh, John nice. was a very good baseball player in the EI League, and so he had interviewed for the same job I had interviewed for. Well, the next day they, they lost a history teacher, so they needed a PE teacher and a history <clears throat> teacher, and I had a minor in history. Yeah. So they hired both of us, and they brought us into the superintendent's office, and the superintendents told us what we were going to coach. Yeah. They, I, I actually thought I would coach baseball more than I would basketball. But so John did you – so you – that's another thing, too, before we get into coaching. Like, whenever you played, like, what were you – Oh, I was a much better baseball player. Were you? Yeah, we beat Christman in baseball. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, where'd you, what'd you play? Did you play? I played second base. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing an infielder. Yeah, second yeah. base for my first three years and shortstop my senior year. Yeah, gotcha. So you and but basketball though, what kind of what kind of? Uh, I should have started here. What kind of ball player were you when not you played? Very, not very good. <laughs> but uh, good enough defense. To play. I'm assuming good enough. Right? Nah, not very good. <laughs> not, not not just not a very good not a very good basketball player to be honest with you. Just, really. Did what I was supposed to do. Did you ever? Um, did you felt co- like I knew what was supposed to be done? Right. Yeah. But wasn't very good at doing it. Yeah. We're limited with our a uh, lot of things. Yeah. Our. Uh, yeah. But did you? Um, did you ever coach baseball though? I did. I coached all five years. At, or I, excuse me. What I was going to say, the superintendent. Oh yes, yeah, He basically told uh, Harshbarger since he'd played baseball, he would be the baseball and the. Uh, cross-country coach and i would be the uh track coach in the spring and the basketball coach in the winter so i kind of got thrown into that job and it was kind of yeah. learning on the go but then they had some rifts the next year and john's position got rifted and i ended up coaching all the sports we would literally practice cross-country in the mornings yeah then we would play fall baseball after school yeah. And we just made sure we scheduled things so they didn't conflict. Then I coached the basketball, all the basketball, the JV and the bar. I had no assistants. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was common then, not to have an assistant. Yeah. You just did it all. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did track and baseball in the spring. And I made like $300 for each sport. And I think they gave me like 900 for basketball. You, I mean, right. man, you, loved, you just love doing it. Right, yeah. You know? But it yeah. wasn't fair probably for those basketball kids that I had because I didn't I didn't know well, at least I think I know a little bit more now as I got older yeah. than I did but well how did uh yeah so when you're coming into it um back then I mean how are you are you just going and who, who did you was there anybody other any coaches around here that you went to for well I, I wanted to be a basketball coach too right I just I felt like I was probably more solid about baseball at that time than yeah it would have been basketball but I, I was very good about uh, trying to find people that had been successful yeah. watching what they did. Yeah. Uh, Roger Beals obviously being one of them. Uh, John Spasia helped me tremendously. Yeah. Um, I paid attention to Gene Gorley, what he did at Dan. You know, I, I would go to other people. Mm-hmm. Randy Walken yeah. at St. Joe. You know, he was at Armstrong and then St. Joe. So I tried to find people that had been successful, mm-hmm. pick their brains, you know. But some people were more helpful than others some people yeah. they didn't want to help you right it's just and i understood that they yeah. didn't want to give away what they were doing but right you could watch enough and pick up yeah that's a, that's another there. thing too like uh this whole uh this is off the subject a little bit but like the whole thing with uh harbaugh right now with michigan and all uh-huh. that it's like all they're doing is going and you know uh 
And I remember even I that is that is a weird one because I was always like, and I was never anywhere close to your level or anything. But it was like if somebody asked me or something, I'd, I'd help them because that's like whatever. But I remember asking people, being like, I don't. If I was in their situation, I don't know if I would because it's like I don't want to give you. You know, you don't want to give away things. You want to keep things kind of close to well sure best, it wasn't but, like you were going to give away your offenses or right yeah you know you could go watch somebody like yeah of course alan coached with roger for a couple seasons mm-hmm. and i had watched him and we ran several of their things later on yeah you know not all of their stuff right yeah we ran a lot of things that they'd done and were successful mm-hmm. with. i would even uh you know uh aaron hurd who i thought did a great job at catlin yeah after he hung it up i First thing I did, I made a. He had an out of bounds play that we just gave us fits. Yeah, just, and I went to Aaron. I said, you know, a lot of people think they can just look at something and say, okay, let's do that. Yeah, there's, there's little nuances. Little things yeah, yeah. That make things work. Mm-hmm. First thing I did, I went to Aaron and said, hey, I want to see what you're doing, and how you're running this thing, I, and I continued to use that play for a, right. a long time. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? That makes it kind of yeah, just picking up stuff. You know how I remember? Yeah, just watching. You could be. You could watch. You could find it on Illinois game. You could find it on uh, sideline underneath the basket stuff. It seems like, or more than you know. But yeah. Uh, so you were okay. So there for five years. What led you to Westville? Just well, it's kind of ironic. Uh, we didn't have a lot of success at Potomac, but the kids they worked very very hard. Was it always going to be? That's another thing I was going to say. Did was it always going to be? Uh, that style that you kind of got known for, I guess, like, well, at, or, or is that just what you're comfortable with? And that's what we're going to do. Cause no, it, at, at Potomac, uh, we did a lot of different things. We played a lot of zone defenses. We yeah. ran a lot of different things. And I actually, my first year at Westville, we, uh, the same thing. And then, then I, uh, I got introduced John Spasia introduced me to, uh, Dick Bennett. Yeah, who, you know, coached at Wisconsin, coached at Wisconsin Stevens Point, and I picked up a, a video on how he taught defense. Yes, I called you about that, remember? Yeah. And then I, yeah. I, I I bought it, and it didn't. <laughs> maybe sometime before I'm dead, it'll come in handy for me. Well, but right now, what's yeah. interesting about but that, it is it's great. What's interesting about that is, and I have several friends that have tried to implement that, and they have not had success doing it. Yeah, because. Quite frankly, it takes a buy-in and a work ethic mm-hmm. from your kids yeah. to decide if, if you want to really sell in and, and do that. And our kids, you know, they bought into it. Yeah. They worked hard. So we, we kind of became known as a, a pretty good man-to-man defensive team. But what I what I think people forget and they don't understand, we're, we're often thought of as we slowed everything down. Our defense slowed things down just as much as our offense did. Yeah. You know, and like sometimes when we'd have a lead, we'd be holding the ball and people would, what are they stop? Well, you can come out and guard us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's, there's right. two ways of looking at that. And when I look at some of the teams I had, we had several teams that led the conference in scoring. Yeah. It wasn't like we didn't score or we didn't get up and down the floor. Right. We just had a philosophy. We weren't going to take bad shots. Yeah. And I just wasn't going to. I, that probably would drive me nuttier than anything was taking what I considered a bad shot. Right. Could I have played for you? That's the question. <laughs> well, and that's another thing. You know, we had a. You I'm, just, know, I'm, I'm just, just kidding, but yeah. No, I'm just throwing out, and I don't want to leave anybody out. But you know, every now and then we'd have a kid that could shoot from the volleyball line. I had a kid named Josh Howard. He could shoot from the volleyball line. And, yeah, and he did. Yeah, and somebody said, "I can't believe you let him shoot like that." I said, "Well, he can make them. Right. That's why yeah. he can." Yeah, you know, we had other kids. But, yeah, they're going to shoot a layup and only a layup right. because that was the only shot they were good at making. Yes, yes. So, but don't you think though that like back in the day, it was easier to get kids to buy into the roles, you oh, know? Right. And and um, because and I don't know, hell, it might be YouTube. It might be YouTube. People see. I mean, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is, but uh, just uh, buying into your role, like you're all one piece of a puzzle here we're in one part's not more important than the other but if you don't you know but it's like i uh if you can get a team that will everybody does, like that that's like a special that's that doesn't happen every year so it's like if you find one like that you gotta just appreciate it and and push them as far as you can because you know there's a lot of teams that you don't get that kind of stuff you don't you, you know get one 
and then and you can make them and they can go away too you know like if, if you're in charge of stuff you can tell them they're not you know part of the team or anything but at the same time uh i just felt like you always had kids just bought in and just busted their butt and knew what the role was and things like that well, and, that, and that's not that's not easy to do that's not easy but we were very fortunate for the most part to get kids to buy in i would always start off the year and i would sit the kids down on the baseline and i would just ask them i say okay who's who's the best three-point shooter on this team tell me who the best three-point shooter is and 99 out of 100 times the kids would have they knew who the best three-point shooter was yeah i'd say well if you guys all think he's the best three-point shooter then doesn't it make sense that he's going to get the most three-point shots then i'd say who, who's the best defender on the team they knew who it was right that yeah. person's probably gonna and you know who's the best you know you kind of yeah. let them have some ownership into mm-hmm. who who can do what or you'd say all right who do you guys want shooting the free throw at the end of the game if it's tied with two seconds to go you right know? oh yeah so yeah kind of and now sometimes you had to just flat out define the roles and yes, if they weren't yeah. willing to play that role then they didn't play there you go yeah so yeah so but do you think it was that uh dick bennett video that kind of got you to that like really put you over the top like this is what i'm this is well, the style i want to adapt to, or i want to i i'll tell a funny story on that we put the dick bennett defense in in 1988 yeah 88 89 okay now real quick what was coach Be- was coach beals just doing the same i mean it was always made a man coach obviously Beals. right coach beals here it was oh, all- no, coach coach did a lot of different things right yeah but coach was he could he had good one three one zones. Yes, he, yeah, yeah. He did a lot of things. Greenlee, when I real quick before you go back to you, he gave me when I first started. I told you that first year at Shiloh, Greenlee just gave me this binder about this thick, Coach Beals and stuff. The whole the whole thing just oh, gave yeah. me the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, so they're all yeah, all kinds of defense and stuff like that. But when you okay, so that yeah, back to eighty eight. You were with that video. Yeah, we had put in. We had literally, and I know people probably aren't going to believe this, but we put that defense in. And we would start practice. At that time, we didn't get out of school as early as we did later, but we'd get out of school about 3.10. We'd be practicing by 3.20. Yeah. And there were many nights we didn't leave until 7, 7.20. I mean, we <laughs> we were there. We we broke that down frame by frame and mm-hmm. worked on it. And we had some strong athletic kids that were really able to get into people and play that. And we opened up. I don't know if we opened up with them or I think – we played Christmas because we played in that little South Central Classic tournament, which for four years it was Westville, Catlin, Christman, and Georgetown. Yeah. And it rotated. So I know it lasted four years before it broke up. And I'm young, and uh, we handled Christman pretty good. With mm-hmm. it, and they, they really struggled against that defense. Yeah. And I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> patting myself on the back, thinking, <laughs> yeah. boy, look what I've done. Uh-huh. Well, the next time we played him, Roger was ready for it. And I, <laughs> Uh, they beat us pretty good, so <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. found out real quick. I got I got humbled, yeah, you know, very quickly. Yeah, but what do you okay? Do you, what do you think it is? What's your philosophy as far as like okay, you've got? Do you want to just like take one style and just bust their ass on it to where it's like we're gonna just perfect this, or or just uh, or do you look at the, your opponent and be like, okay, this may need this may work with because obviously you. I kind of I agree. I, I feel like if if my team, like you adjust to us. If I if, like if you have a good team and you are have something that you are so good at and perfect it, then it's like you guys adjust to us. We're not adjusting to you. Don't you you agree with that? Don't you? I mean, well, I was that way for quite a while. As far yeah. as uh, we we were going to play man to man, and we had to sell the kids on it. And if you weren't willing to sell your kids on that, if if they knew, all right, if they didn't work hard and people kept going by them that. Well, the coach is just going to move you to his zone now. Well, so early in the year, right? We would never play a zone. I don't care who we were playing early in the season. Yeah, because you're bailing them out, right? I'm yeah. not, and I wasn't going to bail them out early right. in the yeah. year. I'd even take a loss before I'd bail mm-hmm. them out early in the year. But as time went on, like for example, we might find a kid on the other team that we didn't think could shoot and couldn't beat us, so we we just wouldn't guard that player, right? And we'd stick that guy right right in the paint. Yeah, and. Then it's, you know, then it's just you can double the post or do whatever you can do. So yeah, yeah. It depended on our talent level. Right. Yeah. Um, now, one thing. Let's see here. What do I got? <laughs> um, 
whenever you were uh okay let's see here your style um any game your style like uh passionate is that what you would say <laughs> uh, yeah you know i'm now, not near, i'm not nearly as crazy as people think you get yeah off, yeah yeah if you get me off the basketball court I'm, right I can yes, actually yes. be likable but yes for 32 minutes i could i'm not gonna lie i could be i could be a butthole i know that <laughs> yeah yeah but i but um i remember uh you know it, it's one of those where um Okay, you know how there's certain players that, uh, like, why well, I, I I would love you love to play with them, but you hate playing against them. You know, sure. I, I feel like that's that's kind of you with your coaching style and things like that. But at the same time, uh, with um, let's see here, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. Officials, what are your thoughts on officials? For the most part, they're they're pretty good, right? And we were very very lucky in our area, yeah, to have some of the very best officials you yeah. could have and that didn't mean during 32 minutes i mean 90 percent of the time when i'd get upset and get on an official probably when i went home and re-looked at it the official would be right <laughs> yeah not all the time right but but a lot of the time they would be probably if i look back on it that's one thing especially when i was younger when i was yeah. younger i worry too much about officiating yeah versus just coaching my team as i got I, older yeah. it became i agree i got yeah. a little i got a lot smarter on that yeah not did smart you, enough but right. i got a little smarter <laughs> did yeah there was <clears throat> yeah i think about just being in my 20s you know and just yelling and stuff like that and just you get older it's like you know just calm down but how much did you ever have anything that was uh did you ever get lit up on or get teed up on purpose, like premeditated? Occasionally, yeah. Not as much. You, you had to be careful with that early on. A technical only cost you one shot. And, oh, really? And it didn't even cost you possession of the ball. It was, you know. But then later on, it became a two shot. Two in the ball, yeah. You'd lose possession of the ball. Yeah. Plus, it became a team foul. Yeah. You know, on your team. Uh, I always used to tell the officials, I said, ah, the IHSA is bailing you all out, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, joking yeah. with them. Yeah. But, uh, and it used to take three technical fouls to get thrown out of a game. Right. And then it got down to where it only took two. Yeah. So That's another thing, too, though. If if something like that would happen, it wasn't that big a deal. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like back in the day, it's like, who can You know, you get teed up, you get kicked. Even you get kicked out, you know, you think, you know. Well, I knew I knew coaches that got kicked out on, on purpose. Yeah. I know. Uh, Kevin Long up at Sisson Park. We're playing in the Hoopston tournament, and I, without using any names, we've got him beat, and he knows it. And yeah. If he's he's yelling at it, the official, and about three minutes left in the game, and the official went over and said, "Kevin, you need to calm down. I've got you tomorrow in tomorrow's game." Kevin said a few things to him, and yeah, uh, and the official kicked him out. And Kevin looked up at him and said, "Well, you don't have me now." Do you? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's 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 uh, well, it's just like Hoosiers in that movie, you know. It's like he gets kicked out on purpose that time, you know. Just yeah, just you know, back then it was things were different, but things things were very much different in the seventies, eighties, and early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Did, when did you see? I'm trying to think. You did it a long time. How, did you ever like? When did you see things start to kind of shift? Did you? Uh, when was your last year at Westville? Uh, I retired from teaching in 15, and I coached two more years. So I retired from coaching in 2017. Yeah. So you didn't have, yeah, you were the COVID and all that stuff that just. No, I didn't have to fight that. Jesus Christ. Thank God. I'm glad I didn't fight that. I I don't know how I would have taught. I'm not, I'm not that tech savvy. It was, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's also like, uh, I think that hurt a lot of things too with kids because it's like, uh, Oh, you mean if if I'm within six feet of this kid, I can go home for five days? Like, okay, you know, I mean, it was just yeah, it was it was different. That's for sure. Yeah. I know. Talking to my former principal, he said after the kids came back, they had to relearn what discipline was. They had to relearn how to behave in a in a setting with other people around, and it, it definitely was difficult. For I a think while. it's I think it's still yeah. I think it's still kind of it probably is yeah. But um, do you have a uh, do you got a favorite? Uh, story or anything or from coaching or i could just say like a favorite win like a, a win that really sticks out that you're really really proud of oh boy isn't that something i i 
I'm not sure I can come up with there's there were so many good wins that we had I, I can tell you I can come up with a, a really story where we had a really bad loss that was well I was, that was gonna be my next question yeah, but I was, gonna, I was me, gonna start positive but let yeah. me start with, with okay. that one and it <laughs> happened right down here in Christman yeah we're playing them and uh Roger had called me that morning and said that one of the officials was sick mm-hmm. and couldn't come and we needed to keep one of the JV officials to do the varsity game. Yeah. And this is when Allen's helping Roger coach. Yeah. So it was, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s. I can't remember exactly. So he, and in fairness to Roger, he gave me the choice. He said, which one do you think we should keep? And I said, well, I don't really want to keep either one of them. Yeah. But he said, and he said well, I don't either. But so we, we decided on one. And uh, the other official was a very good official. But that's back when they used two officials. Mm-hmm. The game goes into triple overtime. Yeah. And the only reason it goes into triple overtime is I'm going to see if I can get this right. We are tied with them. And I had told my team, there's like 12, 13 seconds to go. And I had said something about if we score, I want you to dribble the ball across the half-court line, call timeout. I, I can't get it out. Bottom line was what had happened, the Christman, Christman was coming up the floor. No, that's what I said. If they score, yeah. dribble the call, ball hard, cross the half-court line, call timeout. We'll set up our favorite play that we'd had to, you know. Well, one of my kids stole the ball from the Christman point guard, and he's going to win the game uh-huh. with, a, with a layup. He's going to win it. Yeah. And one of my kids called timeout. He said, well, he dribbled the ball across the half court line. Okay. So it was just one of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And we ended up getting beaten triple over. <laughs> so that, that, was a little, that was a tough one yeah. to take. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, and I might also add, yeah. <laughs> both Allen and Roger in that game were on their hands and knees praying to the one official. And I gave them both hell about that. <laughs> they, they won't admit it, but they were. Yeah. yeah. Well, Greenlee's the same. Oh, my gosh. He's a... Uh, so okay, what year did he start helping you? Because he was. Oh, let's see. He came to he he left. You know, obviously he, he went from Shiloh to Chrisman for two seasons. Yeah, and because all he, the all the Shiloh stuff. That's when I was. Yeah. Because we moved here um, when I was going into sixth grade, and you were talking about you know when we were in the house talking, you were talking about like this house, like all this doesn't represent like when we the house we were in before we moved here it was like. My sister, like my oldest sister's room was about the size of this like table to that. And I had bunk beds with my brother who couldn't stand. And it was just like, you know, so, it, you know, living in a farmhouse outside of Metcalf, you know, but, but that's when all those, I have a lot of good memories, like in elementary school and everything. And Greenlee's just all over those, man, like little league, little, little league coaching and yeah. uh, all kinds of stuff. But he was one of those, like anything to get you a leg up, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, or any, you know, and just like I was kind of talking about with you, like love being on his side, hated, hated, hated him if he was a year against him, but loved him when you were, when he was on your side, you know? So yeah, he would, you two, uh, you guys were two pieces, two pieces of the pot. You know, he, he was very, he was an excellent assistant for me. Yeah. When he came over, uh, like I said, he, he left Christmas and he went to Catlin and he ended up coming to help me in 1995. Yeah. And then he was with me like six, he was with me for 16 seasons. Yeah. He, so there's an example where you take from a lot of different people. For example, I took a lot of my offense and defensive philosophies from Dick Bennett yeah. and Coach Spasia. And then Allen came over, and we used, you know, Allen was very good at, okay, we got to stop these two kids tonight. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about these two. Yeah. And here's how we can do it. And so – when we had less talented teams, we felt like we could hang in there mm-hmm. by playing a upside down triangle. And I would not have learned any. I, right, I yeah. give him all the credit for yeah. that stuff because I didn't know a lot about that, and he did. Yeah. Well, we had a little strategy for you one night down at Westville. Oh yeah, it yeah, was yeah. very simple. Yeah. On the first bounce, we were going to run two at you. Yeah. <laughs> and every time that was the rule. If you bounce, as soon as you bounced it, anywhere, yeah. Two were gonna come. Yeah, I have a memory of I have a memory of uh, him being at Catlin my sophomore year, and that first game. Now, when I was a sophomore, I'm 15 years old, you know. So, sure. but but I I could 
shoot. Absolutely. But uh, my my off the dribble wasn't there yet, you know, like it was when I was older. But I remember hitting like five out of five from three against him, which I'm which. But then the next against you guys, I mean, I didn't do anything because you guys just. Well, first put of the all, clamps just, on me, you we know. We put a kid on you and said, "Don't ever leave." Yeah, yeah. And Alan had written on the chalkboard in our dressing room that night, "John Heath, no threes." <laughs> so then you'd let him up. So I had to ask him after the game. I said, uh, "You must not have drove that home very." Yeah, hard. yeah. So. That surprised me, but but then I remember, um, you know, some some good and some bad against you guys, but oh yeah, but a lot of good. Well, but but some bad too. I remember my yeah my senior year. That was when. Um, I think, yeah, that was probably, because I remember, I also, too, okay, moving into this house, you know, um, this is funny, I hadn't thought about this, but my mom never got rid of anything, you know, so, like, we moved in, and all the clippings and all the whatever, so, I found one from when we played you guys when I was a senior, and I didn't play, I was, I don't know, I got, like, 24 a game that year, but I was, like, 14 or 15, and you guys beat us and beat the hell out of me, and it was the only game, and Dad Still says it's because of that ref. Hang on. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. So, anyway, so I'm like, Dad's like, oh, that was my fault. He's like, that ass. Because you know, he, um, but, okay, rest in peace. But is it like Doring, possibly, or something like that? <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, there's one game I fouled out of in high school, and I got one T in high school, and it was that, both in that same game. And, um, and, anyways, Dad, which I don't believe all that, but they, he didn't like it from softball and all this stuff, whatever, <laughs> blah, blah. So, but, and I remember in the gate after, like, I played bad. Chandler was, sorry, I shouldn't be saying names, but he was, mad, you know, mad. It's a bad game, horrible game. And then in the, but then I, the clipping the next day, you know, you had your guys just beat the hell out of me for 32 minutes. Everything the next day in the paper, it says, like, well, you know, if he's not the best player in the area, he's certainly one of the top ones. And, you know, we're just so glad. I'm just like, you're so full of shit. <laughs> you just beat the hell out of me for 32 minutes. And you're just talking me up in the paper the next day. I'm like, whatever, that's fine. But, yeah, Dad always said, like, Dad always said that. I'm like, I don't think it mattered. I mean, I just, I just, uh, yeah. I mean, but I, I do, I do uh, vaguely remember that game. But I remember the sophomore year, I was terrible in that that regional game. But I couldn't dribble yet. You know, I was just, right. I, I just bombs away. I couldn't get, I couldn't get anything myself yet when I was well, like 15. That, but that's why I always, you know, a lot of coaches went out and they scouted offenses and de- and we did that. But I always wanted to scout what a player could and couldn't do. You know, I wanted to find out if there yeah. was a kid that we didn't think could shoot, and then we weren't going to guard him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just that simple, right? And that you know, that's not enough coaches think like that because, in, especially in high school, it's not like because in college it's different. In high school, like there, there might you might get a kid that just, and if you leave him alone, and he thinks he's open, and and he'll he'll shoot fifteen times and not make any. I mean, you know, it's like but that that shows you. People too. are flashing through my mind. I'm not going to name names, but I mean, there's people that. Would just be like, well, I'm open. I'm going to shoot. But well, that 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 also shows you as you get older and you coach longer, you you pick up more things. We yeah. we played Christmas at Georgetown in a regional championship one night. That's they were undefeated. That was right before Finley beat them in the section. Yeah, they had a heck of a team with uh, Dennis Gore mm-hmm. and Chad. And I talk to Greenlee about this all the time. I'm not saying we would have won. But, I know who you're talking looked, about. You let shoot. I I look yeah, but I look back on it last in that. And we we over guarded some people that we should not have guarded. Right, right. That was ninety one. I'm still thirty one years old and yeah. don't think I know something but don't. Right. And uh Yeah, there's I'd yeah. like to have, you know, have that game over. But right. You know what? And I remember their assistant coach said they were very worried about us and Yeah. Probably had they Westville had a little better coach that night, maybe <laughs> they'd have a better chance. Yeah. Well I I yeah, I remember that group and yeah, there's yep. I know, I know what you're talking about. They were but, good. They were very good. Yeah. Chad was – he was tough. That was one – like I was talking about a couple ago when that Vince was in here. I was like – you know, I, I like was watching – like I said, I – that Jeff that kind of – I started thinking about that, you know, playing all the time and just kind of be a gym rat. And then, like, I'd see, like, Chad and Dennis and I was in junior high and I kind of – I just wanted to be whatever, somewhere in that kind of mix or whatever. But well, it was – <laughs> well, thanks. But uh, you know what I mean, though. But but then, back then it was like uh, it, it was a, it was I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say it old and cranky, but it's just a bigger deal than it is now. You know, it's just you don't you know like back then. Um, p- crowds were big, and you just wanted you wanted to. John, they didn't have podcasts back. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
That's right. Maybe I should yeah rename this as old cranky. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, um, I was going to ask too. Uh, you okay? We got to talking about uh, like travel ball and stuff like that, and yeah. it's kind of like feels like it's taking, not I'm, taking over. But I, I was never a fan. Yeah, me neither. But now it's so bad. It's like, uh, um there's a lot of kids that do it and it almost like trumps like your school sport, which is like, yeah. I just feel like that's too bad. You know I mean? And that, and it's part of what, what we're just talking about, like your school, um, you know, it's almost like your school is like a secondary thing. And, and if you play 80 games in the summer, like, like a baseball and then, and you lose, like if, if you get beaten one of those games in the summertime, you just turn around and play again in an hour. So it's like losing doesn't affect you like it does, now you know right. and it's and it's almost but you know i don't know um we were just we got on a conversation a couple of weeks ago when i had him in here and it was to me it's i feel like it should be like school and then way down here all that stuff is because if you're good enough they'll find you you know yeah it, it's it's definitely changed a lot i know i was always very big on my kids we when i first got to westville the first year i i I couldn't hardly get anybody in the gym in the summertime, mm-hmm. and and I'm a big baseball fan, so I I got to thinking, I want my kids to play. I want them to play baseball. I, right. That's what they want to do. They love it. They should. Right. And other things do other football things in the too. Summer. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. to deal with football too. Like sure. We, up here we didn't, or down here we didn't have that. Well, we we I was very very fortunate. Um, coach Goodlove, who also was a hell of an assistant for me for mm-hmm. many seasons, who was a football coach. We worked extremely well together. We yeah. didn't put kids in positions to have to choose pick, this pick or and that. choose, yeah. No. I pretty much took June and he took July. Mm-hmm. And we, we never had, had any issues with that. And he was very supportive on, uh, you know, every now and then there might be a football kid that said he wasn't going to play basketball or vice versa. And we were very good about encouraging work, them yeah, to, yeah, working together on that kind of stuff. But it was, um, it was tough. The first couple of years I was there, I couldn't get numbers in the gym, but I got the right numbers in there. Right. The right kids Which is all in, that's, which that's really helped. Yeah. And then it, it kind of grew. And I always told our kids, I said, if you got a baseball game in the summertime, you go play baseball. Right. Yeah. And we'd, we'd play leagues and we'd go to team camps, but I never wanted their kids to, to yeah. miss other right. sports that were going on. So we mm-hmm. just tried to, tried to work together on that stuff yeah i agree that's how with numbers it's like quality over quantity for sure but if you can get both that's even better but uh, they just in the i don't know i just in the last this is another thing where i feel like i'm out of touch with just in the last handful of years it's gotten to where it's like uh they don't um like they're miss they're missing things for their school to go play on this travel and, and then like in the and then in the summer they travel, they go all over the country and play in these, and some of them might get to play, some of them might not. Like they don't even control playing time, and they get spend all this money, and it's like, it's it's I don't know. Well, I, John, I, if you look at the pictures of travel teams, and I'm not I'm not in any way, shape, or form knocking anybody that wants to right. have their kid go play travel. I I realize things have changed; it's going yes. a different way. But when you look at the pictures, there's always ten or eleven kids in it. Yeah, that are paying money to go play. Oh, yeah, so they're all going to what? Right. They don't want too many kids because uh, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna play the kids. So mm-hmm. I always I tried to convince my kids when AAU got big. Yeah. Hey, why do we want two of our kids playing on this team? Two others play. Let's play, play together. together. Yes. Let's keep our our team. And we we were able to do that for the most part. Right. So. Yeah. These are just you know he's seven, but still like down the line it's like decisions you know whatever. And I I don't know how these parents do it because. I mean, they obviously aren't teachers making the kind of money because I you're agree. talking about going weekends and food and staying in motels. And right. And then, and then it turns into like, like, uh, not clicky, but it's like, you know, what if there's a kid who plays his ass off all the time and is doing a great job, but they can't, they don't have the means to go do all that stuff. It's like, you know. Well, you know what? We always took our kids to team camps. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? <clears throat> I quit doing it my last seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And the reason I quit doing it, I wasn't going to ask some parent to pay $400 to send their kids to a team camp because Mm -hmm. I just thought the prices got 
they just they got to be too much. Yeah. And like I said, if it, you know, basketball is a sport where if you got a hoop and you got a ball, you and, can play. Yeah, and you don't even have to have a hoop; just a ball. You can work on your ball handling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like you know, if, if like I said, if you're good enough, they'll find you. You know, you don't need to worry about all that stuff. So yeah, we'll see. But um, let's see what else I put down here. Did you ever give me a favorite win? Oh, I'm I'm trying to. And I was also going to give you see if you could ballpark. Uh, how many tees? Just ballpark it. Oh, I, I, <laughs> uh, thirty-three years of coaching. Oh, probably fifty, sixty, maybe. That's not bad. Hell, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, but uh, the uh, favorite win. Yeah, you know there was a maybe the craziest win we ever had was we were playing Olympia over at the St. Joe tournament, mm-hmm. and they made a shot. They made a three-point shot with about four seconds to go. Yeah. And which tied the game. Mm-hmm. And I had a kid by the name of Dalton Hillegas. He grabbed the ball, took it out of bounds, and threw it like a quarterback to a kid named Jeffrey Thompson who was just running like a football pass. Uh-huh. And he hit him straight on, and the Thompson kid never dribbled, went up and put the ball in right before the buzzer. Nice. That was kind of a, yeah. a, a funny. Buzzer beaters, sure yeah. A, you know. Right. A favorite win, yeah. But it was certainly a games like that are fun. One I remember, yeah. I remember another one where we'd actually tied the game against Oakwood. We'd ran a beautiful play to tie, hit a three point shot, and tie the game at Oakwood. And you know the gym at Oakwood's not yes. not very uh, the pit. Yeah, mm-hmm. this they inbounded the ball, and I mean they just there was like a, two seconds left. They inbounded the ball, and the kid was right on the baseline. I mean it. This was a full court. Yeah. He just took the ball and flung it one-handed and went right to the basket. <laughs> there you, you go. just kind of shake your head and go, yeah. okay. Yeah. Go to the locker room. <laughs> just go, yeah. Um, they, uh, let's see here. What was I going to, oh, is there a, uh, when you look back on it, like a player you uh, coached, like, against, like, is there anybody that sticks out, like, the best player you coached against over all the years or anything? Well, we played against Danville High School in 1990. Yeah. Uh, see, that would have been, I believe, I might have the years off one or two, but I believe it was 92, 93. So you're getting into Keon we, Clark yeah, stuff we played there? Against yeah, against Keon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there wasn't, and what was funny, what was funny about that, we played Danville High School twice that summer. Mm-hmm. And we beat them both yeah. times in the summer. And Keon wasn't getting up and down the floor real exactly. good in the summertime. You know, yes. And uh, I told our, our players, I said, now you got to understand something. I said, this isn't the summertime. I said, you can't, Keon's going to be there. Yeah. And you're going to have to pull up short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't pull up short enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, at the Topper Classic there, we played manual like right. a couple of years there. Yeah. And, and uh Jesus Christ, I had like Sergio McLean guard me. I'm like, good lord! But, <laughs> but I remember um, going. Uh, I remember should have pump faked on a three, and Marcus Griffin came out and sent it. You know, ten or twelve rows behind me. So then, it was still our ball, and so the ref was standing like uh, right in front of us, uh, getting ready to call the player. He no, he was back farther, but I, you know, I had range whatever. So I'm so uh, I used the ref as a screen. Went right off the ref's shoulder and hit a, hit a three, and uh, Wayne McClain, whoever it was, was raising hell. I'm like, well, you know, I had to do, I got to do whatever, I, you know, because yeah, you had like, that's when they had uh, Hester and McLean and Marcus Griffin and all them. Yeah, that was. But um, now, is there a a favorite? Uh, well, no, I'm not going to have you answer that. Like as far as like your your players but no nah, i you know i've always had people ask me who's the best player you ever no 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 yeah don't yeah, yeah i don't want i don't just, want you doing that it's yeah. just too difficult there was there was too many too many good players too many good kids i will ask you this though do you have like uh i like doing mount rushmore's on here i was like your top four players that you liked growing up like your favorite players like nba college whatever like did you I have any favorite a, players you know i was a big uh I was a big fan of, of Illinois basketball when yeah. I was growing up. I remember watching Rick Howitt, mm-hmm. who was a good little guard that played at Illinois. I really liked liked him. And I went to every game in college at Illinois State. Yeah. And they had a kid from Covington named Dale White. Yeah. Who was my age. And 
Dale White was just a good, hard-nosed right. basketball player. I enjoyed watching him yeah. him play. But, you, you know, growing up, we didn't – you only got two channels. So you, right, you exactly. Know, there wasn't a lot of basketball that you yeah. could watch. Yeah, It was always like in the 80s, it was either like Lakers and Celtics on CBS every day, and that's about the only yeah. thing you could watch. Did you ever coach against Cardinal at Unity or? Oh, uh, he played. We, we, you know, you're asking me that. You know that we beat Unity, uh, and I again, I I don't want to say well, we could be wrong on this, but uh, would have been ninety two, ninety three again, I believe. Um, we played for the sectional sectional semifinal yeah. at St. Joe against Unity. Now Brian Cardinal, I believe, was a freshman that year. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe that he might have been a solid. I think he was a freshman. Yeah, but he was good. Yeah, right. And we were able, fortunately, to beat Unity three times that season. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, we ran into Arthur, and uh, that's probably one of the tougher, tougher losses we had. We didn't. We we felt like we had a team good enough to right. win the sectional, and we we didn't. They 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 outplayed us and outcoached us, and uh, they yeah. won. Yeah, it happens. Um, there was a three on three up here when I was like a freshman, and. We needed a third, so I got a. I found Cardinal's number, and I wasn't even playing varsity yet, you know. And he was like, "All right, I'll go." And so me and mom met him at, or me and dad, mom and dad met him at Tuscola and drove him. He was just sixteen, you know, and I was whatever. And we came to here, and he's like, "What do we get? To, what do we get when we win?" And I'm like, "You know, what even like if we, you know, and we, yeah, we won it, but just yeah. fed fed him, and then we dropped him back off in Tuscola and got a trophy, but." You know, the funny story, I, I always used to get people, because we played against them, and we weren't able to, we would give them very good basketball games when he was a junior and senior, but, you know, yeah. they'd beat us by eight, nine. We, we'd hang right. in yeah, with yeah. them, but, but we couldn't couldn't beat them. And uh, people would ask me, you know, when Purdue recruited him, they'd always say, he can't play there, he can't play there, can he? I said, well, I don't know, but. Gene Keedy doesn't just give away scholarships That's true, to people yeah. that he doesn't think can play. Right. He obviously thinks he can. So so those people that all said he couldn't play, they were a little wrong because he ended up uh, winning a NBA championship I know. too. So. Yeah, he ended up – hell, he made about $40 million. Yeah, and, yeah. he did okay for himself. I know, but looking back on it, it's, you know, at the time it seemed kind of crazy. But, man, yeah, he made a great living for himself. But, um, well, oh, I was going to tell you too. Uh, one of those three on threes, just a dad story, real quick. You know, he'd fall asleep like the drop of a hat. You know, back in the day, <laughs> and like we were at a three on three in Terre Haute, and uh, me and one of my buddies, um, he went to Heritage actually. He was good. He's about six five, but he was always stirring it up, throwing elbow. You know, whatever three on threes. It was always drama with him. It seemed like, but we, me and him, and somebody else would always go to these three on threes. So like, dad was, and dad would always take us. We we're at Terre Haute, and. Uh, this kid, my buddy, was about six five and two forty or so, and but um, this kid who's about who's taller than him, I remember him having like a toothbrush in his mouth, and he was like trying to start a fight with my buddy, and there was like folding chairs all along the baseline in the side, you know, and I was tight, you know, scrawny and just kind of watching, but this guy's like, I'll take you outside. My buddy's like, okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm I'm serious. I'll take you outside. And blah blah. My buddy's like, okay. So I kind of, it's getting a little heated. I look over at dad and he's just, just <laughs> in his folding chair, just completely. And there's like people all around him and he's just, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that he would. That reminds me when I played, I always told people I was so bad. My mom, who was, my mom's a big reader. Yeah. And she'd take a, she'd take a book. And play, so. Yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. Back then he just. Hell, he'd fall asleep driving, and I I wouldn't even. I at first I it scared me, but then he, hell, he'd just go straight. So I'd wait till he'd start to swerve, and he, yeah, but but yeah, but he always. Uh, well, he couldn't drive the golf ball straight either. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he used yeah. to be Greenley and. Uh, let's see, it was uh, Greenley and I would always take uh, Butch and Gary. Yeah. Hancock. On. Yeah. We, I've got some epic golf stories. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're playing at Gibson City one time. And, we're on the 18th hole, and it's it's going to come down to that hole who wins between the teams. And your dad. How many strokes did you give him on? Well, he was getting a whole lot of strokes, but I was getting. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But this is in the 90s. He was big, like yeah. big, big guy. Yeah. Al, Al, yes, Allen was uh, the best golfer by far. Right. Gary was the next best golfer. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Butch and I were 
we were comparable. I wasn't any good, and neither was he. Yeah. And uh, so it it would even out. But he'd hit a ball on the 18th, second shot at Gibson City, and it went in the pond. I yeah. saw it go in the pond. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's convinced it didn't go in the pond. So yeah. We're driving around, driving around, driving around, looking for that golf ball. <laughs> and, I, and Greenlee said, you keep your eye on him. Keep your eye on him. He's going to pull one out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's the family I was talking about the horse races. It was always like Gary and his family that we'd all go. Oh, I had a lot. Of, you know, we we would meet your dad, myself, Alan, Gary, and once in a while Phil Luddington mm-hmm. from Paris would show up. We'd all meet at a place in Westville called Pow Wow. Yeah. Now it's called Iron Mike's. But oh was, yeah, yeah. Man, was, we just we go there. Yeah. We go there a lot. It was the Pow Wow back yeah. then. It, We'd have five or six of us around a table, and you know everybody'd order breakfast. A couple of them guys would get a pack of cigarettes, and we would all reach for the bill. It was so cheap, you know. You could, <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah. get a whole thing for ten ninety five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you used to say, "Oh yeah, everybody's reaching for this." One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's. Uh, well, he yeah he he thought a lot about you because it was funny because you know like when when. Uh, you get older and you'd realize, you know, like you play and you're coaching and all this kind of stuff. And you get older and you realize people aren't always what you, what they seem, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Just because, you know, people, okay. That don't just people that are ignorant to the situation, like in this town, like, Oh, Mills, but it's like, you don't, you don't know. I'm just shut the hell up, you know? But yeah, dad always, I do remember going to a game too and sitting a couple rows behind and dad like wanted to sit right behind your bench on purpose and i'm like in my 20s i'm like i don't want to sit right behind the but he just wanted to listen to you you know the whole game and everything you know and i'm like i don't want to attention drawn to me sitting right behind his bench you know but but yeah he just liked to listen to you during the game and everything you know well toward the end of, of your dad's life he would come watch your nephew play yeah and uh i would always get him a chair yeah down at the end of the uh and I'd let him sit on the the chair and lean on this uh, volleyball scoreboard that we had. Yeah. So I'd always have to walk by him at halftime coming out of the game. Right. And I, he always had funny things to tell me <laughs> when I went into the locker room, and even more funny when I came yeah. out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> but just keep him awake, and he'd be he'd be good. But um, well, this was fun. I like just shooting the shooting the breeze, and so you can't think of uh, anybody playing ball like uh because mine okay did you have anything okay let's let's think before before we go here like as you said you like baseball a lot what's your who's, um, who's your favorite team who's, oh, who's your... i'm a chicago cub fan oh, your dad, God. yeah your dad and i argued over yeah. that a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. i used to get a lot of phone calls yeah a lot of hang-ups I mean, he'd hang up on me <laughs> greenlee would uh <laughs> 85 World Series, Royals, we got screwed, remember? Oh, Don Deckinger. He's yes, my favorite yes. umpire of all Jesus time. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> I was seven, and Greenlee would call out. Green, I, I still remember this, because Dad's like, you know, calling him everything. But for whatever reason, though, Dad would give me the phone, which I don't know why, because I was like seven. But he's like, he was acting like he was Harry Carey, and and it was this Greenlee, probably way into his cups, just heckling a seven-year-old, you know? And I was like bawling, you know? But he thought he's just like... Dave, Dave Weaver, of course... Yeah. Dave coached down there at Shiloh and yeah. Atlin, different places. He's he's huge Cardinal fan, and I always tease Dave. I said my favorite umpire of all time will always be Don Deckinger. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Greenlee would just call and heckle me when when I was in grade school. But yeah, but yeah. Um, well, this was fun. So uh, I'm glad you came by. Oh, I appreciate it, John. I could uh, sit and talk basketball and tell butch Heath story till, <laughs> till, till two in the morning but, uh, i'm too old to stay it's up true that's that uh, yeah anymore. yeah it was fun because whenever i got a little older to where we could belly up he'd he'd open up a little bit more you know like with softball and stuff like sure. that but but you hear stuff from other other people well, too but if i remember right he, he threw the shot put at eastern yeah he played foot i think where he went to high school they had football Six yeah man football he, he would tell me i think or eight man something yeah yeah and uh and i knew i i actually i talked to alan before i came down here he and I'd I had known this a little bit, but he said that your dad was a very very good fast pitch softball yeah, pitcher. Yeah, that's so what I, I never I was I didn't yeah. see him play that. There was a lot of I heard a lot of stories about that. He had a little Bob Gibson thing too, where he just drop you, you know, like because <laughs> there's a story real quick, real quick before we go. But like uh, 
he was, I told this a couple episodes ago when I was talking to Vince, but Lyle Lohman uh-huh. was playing like third base, I think. And dad had a perfect game going and it was like the seventh. And this guy came up and dad struck him out. And the guy like mouthed off going back to the dugout. So the guy came up with two outs in the ninth. The first pitch just, <laughs> poof, just dropped, just drops. And, and Lyle came over. He's like, what are you doing? You had a perfect game. And dad's like, I don't give a fuck, you know, whatever. And so he's like, so I struck the next guy out and got a no hitter. But but he's like, you know, he's just kind of, there was a, and this guy told a story, Vince's dad told a story about how, uh, you know, he, he, like if somebody was trying to time him in the on deck circle, he'd always yell at him and, and one, and he went and he'd throw one in their direction when he was doing his warm-ups somebody was trying to time him he'd he'd sling one over there by him you know by him just to wake him up a little bit too just little stuff like that but those were different days yeah, oh yeah definitely <laughs> yes yeah, so you can't that's another thing man with stevie watching watching all these guys now watch baseball these videos some of them pimping their home runs doing all that oh, nonsense i'm just uh, like god you know it, it's okay i think to celebrate a little bit maybe, yeah it's i mean every time you come in the dugout you got to wear a hat you got oh jeez, i know it's gotten a little bit ridiculous. Yes, I know. And so I'm, I'm going to be battling that. But he's he's very uh, shy. And, and so when, when he does stuff, he but he likes to pretend he's doing all this cocky stuff in the living room when he's pretending playing and everything. But I don't, I don't think he'll ever do it out in public. Hopefully he better not. But. Yeah, John, you got a long way to go. <laughs> I know, I know. <sighs> all right. Well, speaking of him, whenever we first started these, he was like, I, I told him I wanted to sign offline. So he gave me one. I was like, what should it be? And he just said it should be like, that's that. So that's what we're going to do. So thank you, Jeff Mills, for coming in. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. And that's that.